Welcome to Lex Chat. My name is Lexi, singer, rapper, writer, recording engineer, model, all around entertainer, and thank you so much for joining me today. This show is dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL. That's L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to be part of the conversation, followed by the Sexy Lexi After Hours at 9. If you missed the live, you can hear the replay on Mondays at 8 a.m. and Fridays at 9 p.m. on YouTube and anywhere podcasts are available. Whichever platform you're using, make sure you follow and or subscribe and like each episode or give the show a rating to help the show get in front of an even bigger audience. I would love if you could do that for me. I would love it so much. If you don't like waiting for replays and you want instant access to the content and personal access to me, go subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash LexiATL. That's patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L. And choose from the three different tiers to gain early and exclusive access, among other perks. This week on Lex Chat, we're going to be talking about artists who don't like to hear themselves while recording. I want to talk about how annoying it is from an engineering perspective, as well as why I believe artists should want to hear themselves during recording from an artist's perspective. And then I'll also give, you know, some of the reasons why artists Some of the reasons artists have given me for not wanting to hear themselves during recording. So thank you so much to Mixed by Black. He is a patron of mine and he requested this topic. Thank you so much. If this sounds like something you all would be interested in chatting about, then please make sure you stay tuned. Alrighty, so announcements, announcements, announcements. I have updated my tier system on Patreon. I am now offering three tiers, gold, platinum, or diamond membership. Gold is $5 a month. You get early and exclusive access to content. You can help guide me through the content I create, submit questions for monthly Q and A's, and submit one of your songs to be reviewed on Lex Rated. Platinum is $10 per month. You get all the perks of gold plus Um, you can request me to do reviews of famous songs and albums for Lex Rated. You get one bonus Lex chat and submit two of your songs to be reviewed on Lex Rated and those songs will be considered for a feature on Lex Chat. Diamond is $25 a month. You get all the perks of gold and platinum plus priority requests for content for the famous song and album reviews on Lex Rated. Priority during the monthly Q&As. At least two bonus Lex chats. You can submit up to four of your songs to be reviewed on Lex Rated and get a guaranteed feature on Lex Chat. You will officially become a part of the creator community that I'm building and you get a monthly 30 minute one-on-one consultation and or private lesson with me via phone or video chat, even in person if you happen to be in the Atlanta area, okay? I don't have any upcoming shows or events for the month of September thus far. but definitely make sure that you stay close to this Instagram or you can text me to let me know if you want to become part of the text message group 
where I send out notifications for shows that I'll be performing at or events that I'm going to be pulling up to. So if you're interested in that, then send me your number and let me know you want to be a part of the text group. All right. Also, make sure you check out my latest release, Motorboat. Mm, mm, Motorboat. Yeah. Which is playing in the background right now for those of you who are listening on podcasts or on YouTube. Um, it's not playing for the live people right now, but you can hear that right now. Go check out Motorboat, which is on all major streaming platforms. Whichever one you like to tune into, it's on there. I promise you. I got Lexi merchandise. As you can see right now, I have the hashtag winner hats. I also have the hashtag winner hashtag keeper wristbands, a little affirmation. So when you look down, you can remind yourself, I'm a winner, I'm a keeper. Boom, all right? And I do have Lexi lighters as well as Lexi posters, which you can see in the background. This is the artist poster. And the background here, I got the sexy Lexi poster. So whichever one you want from me, Those things are available on my website at LexiATL.com, LexiATL.com for purchase. Or if you become a Diamond member, then I will send you a cute little goodie bag and a gift with your choice of those things. Or maybe all of them. I haven't decided yet, but I'll let you know. And before we get started with our Lex Chat, I want to give a shout out to L. Cardi, who opened up a club and hookah lounge called I Hookah, which is located at 2852 Delk Road, Suite 212, Marietta, Georgia, 30067. You can book his lounge for birthdays, brunches, listening parties, game nights, paint and sips, all kinds of things. Just email ihookahatl at gmail.com or call 470-661-1183 for business inquiries. That email is ihookahatl at gmail.com, I-H-O-O-K-K-A-A-T-L at gmail.com. And that phone number again is 470-661-1183 for business inquiries. Okay? Okay. If you want me to give your business a shout out at the top of the episode and the end of my Lex Chat episode, then make sure you email me at LexiSolo at gmail.com. That information is in the description box down below. Tell me a little bit about your business and I'll give you a shout out. Of course, donations are welcome. I would love it. Uh, Especially if you want me to do an ad midway or pre-roll, you know what I'm saying? So definitely hit me up. Let me know if you want me to shout you out during my Lex Chat. And other than that, um, did the Bridgerton experience. What's up, Quandra, the real Quandra Banks. Y'all make sure, ooh, I'm so glad you popped on. Y'all make sure that y'all go check out Quandra Banks' song, Turning Around For Me. The music video just dropped. What was that? Monday night at 7 p.m.? The music video just dropped. I recorded it and mixed it and mastered it as well yes <laughs> so make sure y'all go ahead and check that out it's quandra banks turning around for me on all major streaming platforms and the video is out on youtube now so y'all make sure y'all go check that out other than that i don't really have much for me as far as announcements this week um a little update i went to the bridgerton experience with my mom last week my mom came into town it was very fun it was so cute if anybody has seen the bridgerton experience not the experience the bridgerton tv show on netflix oh my gosh it's like colonial times you know what's a proper young woman it's royalty it's courting and dating basically back in those times and the gossip that ensues and the drama that surrounds these marriages when they're arranged and put together so 
Anyway, it was very cute. I love how we were not the only black people doing this experience. So I was actually very relieved to find that out. And honestly, it's like a, it's basically like a themed party. Like if you were to go to the club and the theme was Bridgerton, um, same thing, like there's a Stranger Things experience coming to Atlanta. I think it starts in October, but that theme is gonna be like 80s. So I'm actually really excited about that. I might go, I'm gonna see who wants to do it. Cause I don't really know what that experience entails, but this Bridgerton experience, the only thing that would have made it better in my opinion is if they would have included food in the whole experience. That would have been really dope to get food from that time period. But I'm sure this might turn into a yearly thing. It seems like Netflix and Fever, which is like a booking app, it seems like they are teaming up to provide these different experiences based off of Netflix shows that were like hit shows. So I can definitely see that coming in the future. The next one they have is the Stranger Things experience. I already asked my stepdad because he's the one who got me and my mom some tickets. So... It was so cute to be sent off to the Bridgerton experience and it was like a date with my mom, you know? So I don't get to see my parents very often. So I was really grateful that she came to visit me and that, you know, we got to do something. Cause I also, I talked about finance for creatives last week. I get kind of depressed because I struggle with money too, you know? And I don't, I'm not making as much money as I want to right now, but I, you know, I end up sacrificing fun things in order to take care of my responsibilities. So I don't get to do these fun things that often. I did actually have the money to do the Bridgerton experience to pay for me and my mom. And I invited my stepdad, but he didn't want to be a part of it. It would have been really cute if he could have came too. Then it would have been like uh, an updated family picture because we haven't taken one of those in forever. But I actually did have the money to do this and I was prepared to pay for me and my mom and whatever food we wanted to do that night. But it was just so cute to be able to go on a date with my mom and just go have a good time and not worry about money so much, you know? <laughs> so Bridgerton experience, it was, we got our little dance cards that, you know, it just said VIP because he bought us the VIP tickets for the Bridgerton experience. But we got the dance cards that said VIP on it and that was, uh, they actually used that to, tell if we got our complimentary drink or not. So you only get one complimentary drink and the cocktails are not included. So you get a complimentary champagne. That's what you get, one glass of champagne. But I'm not complaining. Um, and then you take pictures in this rainy kind of backdrop. It's gorgeous. The pictures we took, their lighting is amazing. We took pictures on my iPhone and it looked great. Like I could print that picture out and hang it on my wall at my house. So that was really dope. And um, so we took pictures. There was another backdrop we could have taken a picture with, but that line was too long. Um, and I'm actually not upset because we got that dope rain picture, that rain effect. And we also got a picture on the throne. As we were making our way back to like the main area, we actually happened to have perfect timing because the queen herself, the queen walked past us. And this was so cute to me because everyone who was there, like everyone's seen the show. So you all know that you all have one thing at least in common. Everybody understood the assignment. When the queen walks in, you stop what you are doing, you get out of her way and you curtsy as she passes you. And that was just extremely cute. <laughs> 
I really loved that. And then there was like a whole curtsy competition, sort of, where we all lined up and we learned the dances for the evening and we curtsied and we all introduced ourselves to the queen. Much like the first episode of Bridgerton where all of the eligible da damsels, I was about to say, where all of the eligible ladies were presented to the queen and she was to decide who would the diamond of the season would be. So we all introduced ourselves and curtsied in front of the queen. She saw everyone's face. And then we got in line to learn the dances. And then the queen left and then we went to the ballroom where it was live music playing the entire night, okay? There was a cellist, there was a violinist, there was someone playing the harpsichord, and there may have been multiple violins, I don't really remember, but the point being that it was live music the entire night, with the exception of like the dance party at the very, very end of the event, but we go into the ballroom, me and my mom got the VIP, so we went to the VIP section, you know, real, real baller vibes. We are the upper echelon, you know, aristocracy. But um, yeah, we went into the VIP section, everyone else was on the dance floor, and it was a dance break. All the dances that we just learned, um, after introducing ourselves to the queen, we used those dance moves in the ballroom and it was it was just so cute. Um, me and my mom, we decided to like stay up in the VIP section. I think the experience probably would have been a little better if we went down and like mingled with everybody else, but it ended up being really dope and really cute because we stayed up in the VIP section and there was a nice little open spot, an open little square for me and my mom to just dance together. And we danced, we did the movements, we followed along, and we made up our own little dances as the night was going along. So it was it was really cute. And then what happened? There were live, there was a performance. So there's a live band the entire experience. And there are performers, like actual dancers who put on a choreographed routine to present to everybody who was there. So this is a live show with live music. Only thing that would have set this whole experience off is if they would have included the food from the time. But the show portion of it, I guess if you were going to any other theater, you wouldn't necessarily be fed. Like when I went to see Shen Yun, we didn't get food there. The The attraction was the show. So I, I could understand that. But to have a full Bridgerton experience, maybe next time VIP would mean that you get food and you come a little earlier before everybody else to get fed this food. And I did make that suggestion when they asked me for my review of the Bridgerton experience. Um, food would have really set it off. So yeah, they did the dancing and you know, me and my mom, we were dancing in our little square in VIP and one of the dancers came up and got me and my mom's like, why are y'all here? Let me take you to the middle of the dance floor. And she took us to the middle of the dance floor and me and my mom danced together in the middle of the dance floor, the center of attention. It was very, very cool. And then we went back on up to the VIP section. <laughs> And then, you know, they told the story of how um, Daphne and the Duke of Hastings fell in love. They told the story through dance. And of course, we all know what's happening because we've seen the show. And everyone's in their costumes. Oh, everyone just looks so good. I wore a bridesmaid's dress and my mom wore a really pretty, like, uh, pep a high-low peplum floral dress. And other people like really went all out. They brought the wigs, they brought the costumes, they had the gloves from Amazon. And I was like, dang, maybe, I didn't think to buy costumes. I just told my mom, just bring some pretty dresses to choose from. Um, but it, it turned out very nice. 
But yeah, after the love story was told through dance, the queen chose the diamond of the evening, and it was this girl who looked like da- like Daenerys Targaryen. She had this gorgeous red gown on and like bleach blonde hair. Um, when I tell you she reminded me of Daenerys Targaryen, like y'all, she legit looked like Daenerys. Um, she ended up being the diamond of the ball. I'm not sure what she got or what that means, but she became the diamond of the night. And the evening was over, the queen left, the DJ played maybe like three or four popular songs. And then, yeah, they told everybody to get out because the night was over. So I think the evening was, it was like a perfect amount of time to do this kind of event. Like it wasn't too short, but it also wasn't too long and it didn't feel rushed even though it wasn't that long. But the Bridgerton experience, definitely, if y'all get the opportunity to see it in your city, if you're into the show Bridgerton, I liked it. And um, maybe I, I started out the night doing my accent, but I didn't keep it up the rest of the night. But I really enjoyed myself. And uh, anyone who's a patron, be on the lookout for those pictures. I'm gonna share some pictures and videos with y'all. But uh, yeah, that's all I have for the Lex check. Let us get into this week's topic on Lex Chat, which is why is it? Or no, we're just talking about why do some artists not like to hear themselves while they are recording? So let's get into that chat after these messages. Alrighty, so let's get into this topic of artists who don't like hearing themselves while they are recording. If anyone is tuned in live to the Instagram, please feel free to hop into this conversation. Um, Mixed by Black says, I'm just tapping and gotta get my phone to a charger. I'll be back. Good, good, good. Well, thank you to uh, everybody who's tuned in right now. The topic is artists who don't like to hear themselves while they are recording. This topic was actually requested by Mixed by Black, who is a patron of mine. So yeah, if you want me to give you the kind of content that you wanna see, my patrons get priority bars. My patrons get priority. So thank you so much, Black, again, for requesting this topic. and. We're gonna get into it. So we're gonna get into it, yeah. Um, Let's go with, so I got three perspectives or three, yeah, three perspectives that I wanna talk about here. So the first one is the reasons or the excuses that artists give me for why they don't want to hear themselves in the headphones while they're recording. And then I'm gonna give you how I feel from an engineering perspective. And then I'm gonna give you how I feel from an artist perspective. So that's gonna be the breakdown for this chat. So we're gonna start with some reasons why artists do not like to hear themselves in the headphones. I get that they have a hard time hearing themselves and the effects at the same time. They believe they're singing on key and that the effects are making them mess up or the effects are somehow causing them to not be able to sing the proper notes, which definitely gonna get into that later. 
They claim that the beat is too loud and causing them to not be able to hear themselves, which is like, then why do you want me to turn your head? Why do you want me to take your voice down if you say you can't hear yourself? The only way you're gonna be able to hear yourself is if I have your gain turned up and I can turn the beat down, but you can't hear yourself, but you also don't wanna hear yourself. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, they claim they don't like how their own voice sounds. This one irritates me because it's weird to me. The whole point of coming to the studio is recording your own voice. If you don't like the way your voice sounds, are you telling me that you don't like yourself? That's how I interpret it when people tell me this. So are you telling me that uh, you don't like the voice that you're recording with, but it's your voice? So you should have some kind of acceptance for what your voice sounds like. You know what I'm saying? They will also claim that hearing themselves throws off their timing. People who don't like to hear themselves are really bad, surprisingly, at staying on beat and staying on tempo. Sometimes, to their defense, sometimes there can be an issue with latency. If you don't know recording lingo, latency is like, you know how you're able to hear my voice as it's coming out of my mouth, as it's playing into the camera? Well, latency would be like a kung fu movie where the people are talking in English, but then their mouths keep moving, but in reverse. So their mouth is moving first, but the audio is coming later. That's what latency is. If I had to give you like a visual representation of what latency is. It's like the reverse of what happens on Kung Fu movies. So just to reiterate, you know how on, in Kung Fu movies, they're talking and the audio stops, but their mouth is still moving. So let's reverse that. They are, the audio is going on, but the mouth comes after like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that would describe latency, basically, it's not catching your voice real time. There's like a slight delay from when you speak to when the mic is actually picking it up. So, but I hope that Kung Fu illustration helped. I really do. <laughs> I actually just thought of that on the spot. That was not in my notes or anything. So yay me. But anywho, yeah. So they claim that it throws off their timing, which sometimes there can be an issue of latency. But in this case, I would recommend that the artist just simply take off one ear so they can hear their real, raw, real-time voice as well as the processed voice. But I'm gonna get into that from an artist's perspective. And really, what it all boils down to is them feeling like they can't hear themselves or they somehow feel like their raw voices are it's like better to hear their raw voice if you just mute them. So I I honestly would have to ask more artists like why is it that you don't wanna hear yourself? But these are just the excuses I, I get from them or the excuses that I've heard over time. And I've been engineering for well over five years. So they have a hard time hearing themselves and the effects at the same time. For some reason, I guess their ear is not trained, which is another thing to me. But if you're a new artist, I can kind of understand that. But also if you're a new artist, you should be learning how to record. And part of recording is being able to hear the effects and hear how your voice is being manipulated by the effects. If you never learn those distinctions, then you're not doing a good job of learning how to record in the studio. 
But yeah. Um, so yeah, can't hear themselves and the effects. They think that the effects are throwing them off and making them mess up. You're not being thrown off. You just don't sound as good as you thought you did. They claim the beat is too loud, causing them not to be able to hear themselves. But that's dumb because you told me to mute you so you wouldn't be able to hear yourself anyway. They claim uh, they don't like their own voice. It throws off their timing. And yeah, basically they can't hear. So Mixed by Black says, an artist not wanting to hear themselves recording is like a chef not tasting the food while cooking. I like that metaphor. I like that metaphor a lot. And uh, definitely gonna be making sure that I keep an eye on the comments coming in because Mixed by Black, like I said, he's a patron. He requested this topic today. So we're gonna get into it. Let's start from the engineer's perspective. I'm gonna repeat what Mixed by Black said one more time because I really love this metaphor. An artist not wanting to hear themselves recording is like a chef not tasting the food while cooking. And I agree with that. So let's start with the engineer's perspective. As an engineer, sips water. I do not like it when artists don't wanna hear themselves. Why don't I like it? Let's get into it. So uh, in my, how long have I been doing this? Like nine years. In my nine years of recording, I've literally only been to one studio that had the capability to record. I've literally only been to one studio who's had the capability, the ability, capability, same thing. I've only been to one studio who's been able to turn down my voice or let me not hear myself while hearing all the instruments and the other sounds, but also allowing the engineer to hear me. And gosh, what's the name of that studio? Uh, a classmate that I used to go to school with. This studio is all the way up in Cummings, Georgia somewhere. The classmate's name is Tyler, not the creator, Tyler Toms. Tyler Toms. Um, but anyway, so this studio, my point is that that was literally the only one in nine years that I've been to with the capability to allow me to not hear myself, but also allow the engineer to hear what I'm doing. And my reasoning for that, what I take from that is that studio, they were used to recording bands, like rock bands, full blown bands and recording bands uh, simultaneously. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> so it makes sense that that kind of studio would be able to have the ability to do that because in bands, they're always asking, Hey, can you turn up this instrument or take this instrument out? Because I don't want to hear it. Or can you turn up the bass? Can you turn down the kick in my ear? You know, even if you're just recording a drummer, right? Can you turn up the kick in my ear? Can you turn down the snare in my ear? Or I don't want to hear the guitar player at all while I'm doing the drums. And I feel like studios who are used to recording bands, they are the only ones who have this capability where the engineer can still hear you, but the artist can't hear themselves just like they requested. So... Saying all that to say, most studios that you go to, most people that you, most studios that you go to, they are usually just for tracking. Unless you are in a band, like you have to find a studio that 
can specialize or has that capability. I really do need to ask more artists, like, why don't they like to hear themselves, honestly? Because I don't understand it. As an engineer, it's frustrating for me because once I mute you, I can also no longer hear you. So you can't hear yourself and I can't hear what you're doing over the beat. So it really is a time killer for you to not know how to hear yourself and your process voice at the same time. It's a time killer because it takes when I'm in the studio, it takes me at least the first five takes before my voice is warmed up for singing the particular part that we're getting into. So imagine that now, and, and there are a lot of artists who will ask my opinion, like, what do you think about that take? Well, I don't know because I couldn't hear it. So it's frustrating for me because it's a time killer. Like I couldn't hear it while you were doing it and neither could you because you asked me not to hear it. But, um, <laughs> let me, I'm getting distracted cause I'm looking at the comment before I finish my thought, but yeah. So it's like, I can't hear you and you can't hear you. You, if you're a more experienced artist, you should be able to feel whether or not it was right. You should honestly be able to hear yourself. Um, I, I think artists who don't want to hear themselves while they're recording, they just lack ear training. And as an artist and an engineer, listening is literally the entire job. But as far as what I was talking about before, you know, I can't hear you. So I can't tell you whether or not the take was good that you just did. Cause I didn't hear what you did. So we have to play back every single time to hear what you did. Cause I couldn't hear you doing it real time while you were doing it. Cause you told me you didn't want to hear yourself real time while you do it. Okay. So we are wasting time cause you're never going to like the first take. I typically never like the first three takes unless I'm just on a roll, but tip and I'm a more experienced artist. I'm a more experienced recording artist. I typically never like the first three to five takes. So imagine that I don't hear what you're doing the first three to five times. It could be like a little run of 10 seconds, but now we've done three takes and we have to listen to them. And sometimes we're listening to those takes back to back. So that's 30 seconds gone. I'm sorry, we're listening to those takes back to back or we're listening to each take multiple times. So let's say we listen to each take three times. Three times three is nine. Nine times 10 is 90 seconds. That's a minute and a half that we're wasting because we didn't, we couldn't hear what we were doing when we first did it. So from an engineering standpoint, it is really a time killer because neither of us can hear whether or not you actually sounded good doing what you just did. Mixed by Black says, when I posted about this the other day, many artists told me it was because of latency. Yeah, and um, that was one of the excuses that I've also gotten. Now, sometimes that is a legitimate concern. So I described, I know you had to tap back in because your phone needed a charge, but I described latency as like the reverse effect of what happens in Kung Fu movies for like a visual representation, but let's repeat it, right? So in Kung Fu movies, the characters would be talking, but after they stopped talking, their mouths would keep going. Think of latency the same way, but in reverse. The audio is coming out, but the mouth is delayed. And basically your sound is not coming out at the same time or in real time as when you are speaking out. So what's happening is there's a delay from, the system is not picking up your voice and transmitting it back to you. From the time you're speaking to the time it gets to the mic, it's not like a real time registry 
of what your voice is doing. So that's what latency would be. Now that is a legitimate concern. That is a legitimate concern and that, and that is a thing that happens. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, I've been on systems where latency just cannot be avoided for some reason or it will take me too long to figure out why there's latency. And in that case, it irritates me that a so-called experienced artist can't work through the latency. Because I'm gonna tell y'all the artist experience, the artist uh, perspective after we get through the engineering perspective, but I record with one ear off. So latency should not be that big a deal and the ear should be trained to, but you know what I'm saying? Latency is a, is a, is a legitimate concern. But what your engineer could do is turn down the buffer size. Maybe there are certain effects that's running on the recording track that's causing it to be slowed down. Maybe the engineer is not running straight to the monitors. Like maybe the record track is going through an aux track, which is causing the signal to have to go through more channels before it gives you a playback that you can hear. So as an artist, consider some of those things um, consider some of those things as to why you might be experiencing latency. And if that's the only thing that's holding you back from wanting to hear yourself, then as an artist myself, I'm going to call you lazy because think of it this way, right? As an artist, when you are performing live, there are going to be so many distractions and so many things that go wrong during your show and you're gonna have to act like everything is smooth and all good. If you can't handle a little bit of latency in the studio, how are you gonna handle on a larger scale being in front of thousands of people? And let's say, I don't know, the microphone goes out or let's say you're Beyonce and your hair gets stuck in a fan. <laughs> Beyonce kept singing. She didn't let the fan, Beyonce has fallen down 15 steps got back up and continued in the same spot. And you wanna be on her level artistically, but you can't even deal with a little bit of latency. I'm looking at you sideways and I'm looking at you like you're a lazy artist. I'm looking at you like you don't have the right temperament to be in this field. But let's read Mixed by Black's comments. <laughs> Mixed by Black says legitimate concern, but also, oh, oh wait, never mind. I need to read the rest of the thing. I, as I was doing the hand motion, I saw a lack of skill and I thought, oh, we're on the same page. But he said, legitimate concern, but also lack of skill for the engineer. Nowadays, we can't get a great sound with minimum plugins. Um, and again, I'm gonna fault the artist on this one. The engineer should be able to, you know, figure out the latency but there have been certain sessions I've been in where I just could not figure out what the hell the artist was hearing, or I did hear what they hear, but I just couldn't figure it out. And it's mostly when I come, when I go record at new studios and I'm following all the signals and I'm taking plugins off and I'm routing things directly to the main out monitors versus running through an aux. Um, or I'm putting in a different plugin and you know, just all those different things and the latency just still won't go. I'll restart the computer and I'll just do everything I can to like hopefully let the system reset itself and fix the latency, but it just does not work. Um, as for artists though, for me, 
in my opinion, you should not be recording with a bunch of plugins on your voice anyway. Like the only thing I'll have on my tracks will be auto-tune, reverb, and delay. I don't need my recording voice to necessarily sound like the finished playback. You know what I mean? I just need to know that I sang the notes properly because as long as my performance was good, then whatever effects or editing is done to it later, it's just going to smooth it out and make it sound like butter. Mixed by Black says, now you do have artists who swear they can hear a one millisecond difference. Mm. Those artists, they're overly critical. And in my opinion, being an overly critical artist, that is not a good trait to have because just like the example I gave of everybody saying they want to be like the next Beyonce, if you are overly critical, every show I've been to, pretty much every show I've been to, something always goes wrong or not according to plan. As an artist doing live shows, you have to expect that something's gonna go wrong, but you have to also not allow yourself to be faltered if something should go wrong or when something does go wrong, okay? So people who are like overly critical, they let that throw them off of their game. You have to learn how to not be so overly critical in my opinion, as an artist. Now, mm, I'm gonna go on to my next point because I feel like I can go on a completely different tangent with that whole thing. But uh, the other, yeah, that was actually my main gripe for uh, from the engineering perspective. I don't like it because I can't hear you and you can't hear you. So every time an artist tells me to take their voice out or they don't wanna hear themselves, at this point, I honestly, I'm about to tell on myself, but I have to sit there and watch for you to, for, and watch for the waveforms to stop basically, right? So <laughs> when the artist tells me they don't wanna hear themselves, if you, if the studio is big and the booth is like way over there somewhere, I'm not gonna be able to hear you through the glass. I'm not gonna be able to hear like sometimes I can turn the speakers all the way down and I can notice when the vibrations in your voice stop. So then I'll stop the music and then go back and play it back for you. But more times than not, as the engineer, I can't hear you. So I have to like pay attention to the waveforms. And when the waveforms stop, that's when I'll assume that you stopped singing something or that you want me to go back. But that's very annoying because now I'm working harder than I have to. <laughs> and I don't like that. You're making my job difficult. This could all be so simple if you had better ear training as an artist, honestly. But um, yeah, so I dislike it because I can't hear you and we're wasting time because I have to play it back for you every time because I couldn't judge whether or not you did it well because I couldn't hear you. And then I'm straining my eyes more than I need to. I would rather spend the session listening to what you're doing versus looking at what you're doing as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a sensory thing, uh, a listening thing. If I can't hear you, it kind of defeats the purpose of my opinion as an engineer. But let's go ahead and move on to the artist perspective of this chat, right? So 
I also dislike when other artists hear, when other artists tell me that they don't want to hear themselves because as an artist myself, I like to hear myself while I am recording and I'm going to tell you why. Let me look at my notes here. So I understand, you know, when there is the legitimate issue of latency, right? Um, but I also understand wanting to hear your raw vocals because if the raw vocals are not good, then the processed vocals are probably not going to be any good either. Right. But you have to understand that the end effects, the end product will have effects on it anyway. So let me, let me try to bring this back to what I'm trying to say. Right. So you should want to hear your raw vocals. When I'm recording in the studio, I have one headphone on over one ear and then the other ear is off. So I got these headphones right now, right? I do not like recording with both ears on because I can only hear my processed voice, but I feel like I should link a video that I did years ago and it was why you should stop recording with auto-tune. Now, I'm not saying that you can't use auto-tune, but I'm saying why you should maybe stop recording with it. And it's because when all you do is hear your processed voice, your real voice becomes lazy. So if you're always, and this is not for people who like take the time outside of the studio to do their vocal exercises and do vocal training, right? This is for the people who they're only in the studio and they they think that they sound good because they only ever hear their processed voice. But you need to be able to hear your raw voice because you need to be able to hear when you are too sharp, when your voice is too flat, <laughs> to think of the words. So yeah, you need to be able to hear when your voice is too sharp, like when it's too high above the note, or when it's too flat, when it's under the note and you're not hitting the note. When you have auto-tune, when you have effects on your voice, on your recording track, um, you're not able to tell what your voice is doing because you're being corrected as soon as you do it. And as a singer, I think you're being lazy by relying on the effects. Now, like I said, the end product is going to have effects on it, but you need to not, don't cheat yourself as an artist and give the engineer and the mix engineer the best possible, uh, the best possible performance that you can, because it's much easier to give you something amazing from something that was recorded great versus trying to perform miracles on something that was recorded in an okay way. So as an artist, I like to sing raw. <laughs> I like to sing raw, I'm nasty, because I like to know what my voice is doing naturally. I like to know what my voice sounds like. So for some of those people who said they don't like to hear their natural voice, they don't like the way their voice sounds, that's very weird to me. You need to learn how to love your voice if that's the case, because this is going to be your product and this is what you are shipping out to millions of people around the world, maybe even billions if your song is good enough, but you need to learn to love your voice. And loving your voice means doing vocal lessons. It means doing vocal training. It means exercising your voice. It means dieting property properly. And it means... 
<laughs> that you have a heightened sense of body awareness. And I would get into this if you were like a student of mine and you were taking vocal lessons from me, but having body awareness is being aware of every little movement that your body does. Certain muscles are contributing to the performance of your voice, how much air you're taking in, how you are dispersing that air, everything, how you are manipulating the shape and width of your vocal cords, of your throat, all of that is being aware of your body and being aware of how that body is affecting the sound coming out of your mouth. Your entire body is the instrument. And if you were like a trumpet, right? Those buttons at the top, that's your body influencing the airflow. And then where the sound comes out, that's how your voice is sounding, okay? Uh, Makes My Black says, I'm gonna head out for a second, haven't eaten. Okay. Um, so yeah, you have to have a certain level of body awareness. But if you are constantly reminding, uh, if you are constantly relying on hearing the effects because you don't like hearing your raw voice, then you are cheating yourself of having that body awareness of practicing that body awareness. Now on the flip side, right? Um, what else did I say? You're cheating yourself from not recording raw, but you're also cheating the mixing engineer. So it's always said, the motto is always to just record it right. Do not rely on the mix engineer to make your song sound amazing. Because if you gave a crappy performance, you're gonna get a crappy mix and you're gonna wonder why your voice doesn't sound that great because you didn't give a great performance to the mix engineer. So you're expecting miracles out of a dung pile, essentially, right? So you're cheating the engineer because you didn't sing it good. And because you didn't sing it good, your voice didn't interact well with the effects. And because the effects are not interacting well, now the engineer has to jump through hoops and do all kinds of things to make you sound decent when really you should have just re-sang it. So, but if you're not able to hear, and, and this is why I recommend that when you're recording, you record with one ear off. So if you're watching live or you are reviewing this on YouTube, I got my headphones on right now, I always take the right headphone off and one ear is uncovered. The left ear has the headphone on, that is me listening to my process voice, but then I can hear my raw voice in the right ear because it's not covered up by the headphones, right? I would highly encourage all artists to record this way and make sure that you turn your headphones down so it's not gonna bleed through because that can affect the mix as well, as I've already explained in previous videos. I had to turn my camera back on. Yeah, so yeah, record with one ear off. That way you are able to hear your process voice and you're able to hear your raw voice. And you just need to get used to doing that. You need to get good at hearing both at the same time. Because also if you are in a live situation and you were live on stage, when you have the opportunity to use in ears, there are certain audience sizes and venue sizes that it's just not possible for you to go out there and sing with no kind of monitoring in your ear. 
When you're recording in the studio, it's like you're practicing having in-ears in. In-ears is essentially like having a mini, having mini headphones, having like an earbud in your ear so you can hear how you sound. If you never learn how to hear your in-ears and your raw vocals, you're not, you're probably not going to fare well in these live situations when you're in front of like thousands of people or you are in a festival and you have to try to sound good in front of these thousands of people, right? So really being in the studio is practicing that. You need to get used to and have your ear trained to be able to hear your process voice as well as your raw voice so that you can always be aware of what your voice is doing and so that you will learn how to sing in a way that your voice is playing nice with the effects that are being put on your voice, okay? So yeah. And that is really, uh, yeah, that's all I had. Oh man, I did good. I wasn't even looking at my notes, but I still stayed true to the docket. So let me read through the excuses one more time for, uh, for review. Ah, that water is so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the reasons I've gotten from artists for why they don't like to hear themselves they have a hard time hearing themselves and the effects at the same time. So as I just explained, you are going to have to learn how to do that anyway, because if you say you wanna be a big name artist who is touring and performing in front of thousands of people, peoples, and performing in front of thousands of people, when you get to these larger venues, these larger venues, you are going to need your in-ears because it's going to be very difficult to hear the timing of the music and the sound of the crowd and you're gonna have dancers and all kind of activity around you. So you're gonna have to be able to hear yourself, but you you wouldn't be able to hear yourself if you didn't have your in-ears in. It would be nearly impossible to hear your raw voice in that situation. So you need to be practicing now how you are going to process hearing your process voice in that one headphone on one side, okay? So that reason, get rid of it. I don't like it, that's no excuse. Another reason they give is they believe they're singing on key and that the effects are messing them up. Again, if, you, if you're off key, you're just off key. The effects are not messing you up unless there is legitimately an issue of latency or maybe the engineer set the auto-tune to the wrong setting. Those are legitimate concerns. But if neither of those things is happening, then you're probably, no, then you definitely are just singing off key, which is okay. You can readjust that and you can make it better. But don't blame the effects for why you're not singing properly. If anything, that's all the more reason why you should be hearing yourself because you need to know if you are singing it properly or not. And like I said, you also have to learn how your voice is interacting with these effects anyway, because the end product, your song is going to be is going to be mixed with these effects. So if you're doing something in your raw voice vocally that's not meshing well with the effects, because sometimes that does happen, if your voice is not meshing with the effects, then you need to change up your vocal style. You need to change up what you're doing in your throat so that it does play more nice and so it it makes it the job easier for the engineer to make your mix sound good, okay? Another claim is that the beat is too loud, causing them to not be able to hear themselves. That's dumb because you already told me to take your voice out, which 
you can't hear yourself, but at least when your voice is in, right? As the engineer, I can turn the beat up or down. I can turn your voice up and down. So maybe you don't wanna hear yourself as loudly, but here's a little secret too for artists who didn't know this. And I learned this back in school and it's something that I gotta keep reminding people of and reminding myself of that I learned. <laughs> so when someone is saying like, and it also depends the kind of song that we're recording too, right? If we're recording like a more hype song, I will tend to turn the volume and people, I will tend to turn the beat up louder for people and have it over their vocals so that they'll give me a more energetic approach, right? Because if someone feels like they're not being heard, they will project their voice. So like if I can't hear myself, I'm gonna try to do it louder, right? Versus if they can't really hear themselves or versus if they can hear themselves too much, then they're more likely to give a softer performance because they feel like they're too loud. This comes in handy when you are recording certain songs. So let's say I got like a club song, right? Or a booty shaking song and I need the artist to be hype. I will turn the beat up to be louder than them or I will turn their microphone down so that their voice sounds like it's under the beat so that they'll give me more energy so that they will try to sing or rap over the beat. Now, if it's like a more sexy song, a more relaxed, laid back, chill type of song, then I will turn the beat real low or I'll turn their voice up higher so that they'll be more sensitive to what they are doing in the mic. So that's a pro tip for my engineers out there and for my artists out there who uh, want to kind of like trick yourself into getting certain performances out of yourself or the engineer into getting certain performances out of your artists, okay? So another claim is that it throws off their timing, but um, like I said, we can fix this by taking one ear off. Sometimes latency is a legitimate issue but how we fight that, like if the engineer just can't seem to get the latency off, then take one ear off or sometimes if the beat, if my ears are like hearing the beat well enough, I'll have the headphone half off of both ears and just have it like kinda, kinda open to my ears so like I can hear the tempo, but I won't be corrupted by the latency of, you know, the process sounds in my ear. So that taking one ear off trick still helps because the beat is playing real time and I can hear my voice in real time. So I will then be on time, on beat. And yeah, so that concludes all of the points that I have on this topic. And um, that, this is how I feel about artists who don't wanna hear themselves while they are recording. Let me know what y'all think about some of the points I made in this video. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, are you the kind of artist who doesn't like to hear themselves while they are recording? Or do you like to hear yourself while you are recording? Let me know in the comment section down below if you are listening or watching this on YouTube. Um, yeah. If you are listening or watching on YouTube, then please make sure you like this video, leave comments down below, like I said, and um, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> and make sure you also hit the notification bell if you wanna be notified every time I drop a new piece of content, okay? And if you are listening on a Spotify or Apple, Pod Apple Podcasts or anywhere that podcasts are available for streaming, then please make sure that you review the show, give it a rating. 
that that will really help this show to get in front of more audiences. And I would greatly appreciate it if you do that. If you would like to get these episodes a lot quicker than the general public, then consider becoming a patron of mine. I've recently updated my tier system on Patreon and I'm offering three different tiers, gold, platinum, or diamond memberships. Gold is $5 a month, platinum is $10 a month, diamond is $25 a month. And the perks include early and exclusive access to content. You can suggest content and suggest topics to me, just like we did with this Lex Chat episode. Mixed by Black, one of my patrons, he requested this topic, so we're tackling it on Lex Chat today. So you become a patron of mine, then you get priority when requesting such content. You can submit questions to me for monthly Q and A's. You can submit your songs to me to be reviewed on Lex Rated, your personal song if you are an artist, to be reviewed on Lex Rated. And depending which tier you choose, your song will either be considered for feature on Lex Chat or you will be guaranteed a feature on Lex Chat. And remember that I do put promotion behind these videos, behind these podcasts. So on YouTube, that's at least 400 views being put on these videos. So that's something to take into consideration. You will also be able to, like I said, request certain content for me to do. Uh, one of the things I do on Lex Rated, other than rating artists' songs, if there is a famous song or album that you want me to review, then request that as well and I can do that. You'll get bonus Lex Chat episodes depending on which tier you go with. But if you sign up for the top tier, the diamond, $25 per month, then you will get a gift from me. You will get a guaranteed feature on Lex Chat if you submit. You can submit up to four songs for review. I'll review all of them, but only one of them will be guaranteed on Lex Chat, okay? Um, but yeah, you'll be guaranteed placement on Lex Chat. You'll become part of the creator community I'm building, and you get a monthly 30-minute one-on-one consultation and or private lesson with me via phone or video chat or in person if you are in the Atlanta area, okay? And those private consultations or lessons, that could be career planning, that could be setting you up, teaching you how to get a performance rights organization with ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC. That could be um, taking you to different photo studios. That could be private fitness training sessions, private singing lessons, private dance lessons, all those kinds of things. So um, yeah, if that's something you'd be interested in, then make sure you go to patreon.com slash LexiATL, patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L to become a patron of mine, okay? And remember to stick close to this Lexi ATL page on Instagram or to stick close to my website to figure out what upcoming shows and events I have coming out. Make sure you check out my song Motorboat, which is available on all streaming platforms. Make sure if you are interested in merchandise by me, just like this hashtag winter visor that I have on right now, I've got the hashtag winter visors. I've got hashtag winner hashtag keeper wristbands the affirmation wristbands i've got lexi lighters with the built-in bottle openers we've got lexi posters the artist poster and the sexy lexi poster all of these things are available for purchase on my website lexiatl.com l-e-x-c-a-t-l.com last but certainly not least Another shout out to El Cardi and Hookah Lounge in Marietta, Georgia. That is at 2852 Delk Road, Suite 212 in Marietta, Georgia, zip code 30067. You can book his lounge for birthday parties, brunches, listening parties, game nights, sipping paints, all kinds of different events you can have at this venue. Just email ihookah.com 
ATL at gmail.com or call 470-661-1183 for business inquiries. Again, that is ihookahatl at gmail.com, I-H-O-O-K-K-A-A-T-L at gmail.com or call 470-661-1183 for business inquiries. If you want me to give your business a shout out at the top and the bottom of my episodes of my Lex Chats, then email me at lexisolo at gmail.com. Tell me a little bit about your business and I'll give you a shout out. Donations are definitely welcome. And again, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this week's Lex Chat. Live recordings are on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. But if you miss the live conversation, replays of these come on YouTube and all podcast streaming platforms Mondays at 8 a.m. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lex Chat. Until next time, my name is Lexi. Peace. Motorboat. Motorboat. Yeah. Motorboat. Feel it from the throat. Ay.